Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hey everyone, excited to be here with you again for this new episode of Writing Your Best Self. And today I'm bringing you a little bit of an an Olympic theme. And of course it's the Olympics right now. And I've been watching snippets and I was very excited to see the diver Tom Daly win his Olympic gold. This is his fourth Olympics and I feel especially connected to this one because Tom is from my hometown of Plymouth here in the UK. So that was pretty cool to see. But the story that's really captivated me and I know a lot of people around the world feel the same way is Simone Biles. It's her decision to withdraw from that all-round final so she could prioritise her mental health. Now, I can't imagine the strength it took to make that call, like knowing what others were going to say and how she might be judged. And I'm just so happy to see there's been this outpouring of support for her. And I think that says a lot about how we've grown as a society. You know, it feels as if we're growing from this hustle hard culture where burnout was almost the end goal to one that is beginning to prioritise mental health and emotional well-being. And I feel that in these times we are being called to strengthen our emotional intelligence. Because at some time in our lives, pretty much all of us go through some period of, of breakdown or challenge. And maybe we need to start to redefine what these moments actually mean and what potential magic they hold. Now, I love drawing lessons from nature when I'm exploring deep dive topics. So let's talk about butterflies for just a moment. Did you know that whilst in the cocoon, the caterpillar literally digests and dissolves itself into a gooey mess. And it's from this soupy chaos that the adult butterfly emerges. In other words, breakdowns, and I say that in inverted commas, can be the moment that we break through to another version of ourselves. They can be the moment where we reclaim the truth of who we are and make decisions and actions that connect us back onto our path that's most aligned and most authentic. And this, this is what happened to me because in my, in my mid-twenties, I did have a breakdown. It was almost two decades ago now. And I remember the times of panic attacks, struggling to breathe, dark thoughts. There were even moments when I thought I was having a heart attack. Now, fortunately, my ECG was normal and so were my heart scans. Like, there was nothing physically wrong with me. Instead, I was diagnosed with depression. Now, 20 years ago, this was quite the taboo. I remember my parents felt worried about me telling anyone. After all, I was this successful graduate making her way up the corporate ladder. Externally, I was doing great. I had great career prospects. I was doing really well in my work. And there was this part that worried that, what would people think if they thought I couldn't cope? And what would that mean for my career? Like, internally, I was in turmoil. I felt lost. I'd burst into tears at the drop of a hat and there were days when I, I don't want to be here. And... It was really scary to be so deep in that darkness. But looking back, this time of my life, however hard it was, it was also one of the most transformative. And thankfully, I was referred for counselling. And it was the first time I'd ever really spoken about my feelings. 
It was the first time I'd ever been invited to become familiar with that little voice in my mind, in my head. And in the process of talking things through with someone, like something cracked open inside me and, and it was a revelation. It opened up this whole new world. I was able to pull back some of my power through the process as I got a sense that I could influence my thoughts and my feelings. I began to see that I had the power to change my life from the inside out. Now, this breakdown, inverted commas, like nudged me into a world of personal growth and spirituality. And that new direction changed my life radically and dramatically. Not long after I quit my corporate job, I went traveling around India, and then I went back to college to become a complementary therapist. <laughs> but that's another story. The point is that our so-called lows are often invitations to grow and evolve. They can be a moment when we get to shed an old skin and emerge as a new version of who we are. In fact, our breakdowns are often the moment that we break through. Robert Sharma once said, all change is hard at first. It's messy in the middle and it's gorgeous at the end. And I believe that our journals can be a beautiful place to explore this transformation, allowing us to navigate the emotions, to navigate the process, to navigate the decisions and the choices, and also extract the wisdom as a result. Now, before I carry on talking about journaling, I wanna make something super, super, super clear. This is so important. Journaling is a powerful, powerful tool, yes, but it's not always a full solution. Sometimes it's a complimentary one used in tandem with professional help and support. Like when I had depression in my, in my 20s, journaling alone would not have been enough for me. It wouldn't have cut it. There was so much more value for me in talking things through with a counsellor, someone who could help me understand what I was going through and someone who could help me process things. And I think the positive thing about where we are today is you don't need to be going through depression or a breakdown to benefit from, ex- from expert support. You know, if you're moving through a tough time, if you're struggling with a part of your life, if you're trying to untangle challenging feelings, like working with a professional coach or a, a mentor or a counsellor or a therapist, like, they can really, really help. There are such amazing resources available now that give you the space to just talk, like resources that weren't readily available 20 years ago, let's say. And in all of these situations, like journaling is this brilliant complementary tool. And it's also a tool you can use to self-coach yourself, a tool that you can turn to when you kind of get lost or stuck or bogged down in so-called negative or unfamiliar feelings. And that's the piece I'd love to explore in this journal, sorry, in this episode. But before I talk you through how you can use your journal to process these difficult times, these stuck moments, I'd love to share some thoughts on emotions. Here's the thing, like as humans, we are very complex beings. We are multifaceted. We are the observer and the doer, the artist and the critic, the lover and the hater. At our core, we are engineered and designed to experience it all. We have the cap, we have the capacity and the sensory acuity to experience life and therefore emotions across the entire spectrum. Like everything from grief all the way through to joy, from disappointment all the way through to elation, from self-love all the way through to self-loathing, from motivation to boredom, from compassion to anger. I can go on and on. The spectrum, like we get to feel all of it. And and this is a gift. This this is a gift. In fact, This is the way it's supposed to be. We live in this world of duality where there is an opposite to everything. And because there's an opposite, we understand 
things much better. For example, we understand what hot is because we also understand cold. We understand high because we understand low. Like we almost need this contrast. This contrast helps us learn. It helps us position things. It helps us understand where we understand where we stand. The duality is powerful. And we just have to now convert that into emotions and be able to see that our emotional spectrum is also powerful because our emotions are just messengers. They're energy in motion. Our emotions help us to understand what's present for us now. Our emotions help us to get a sense of how we feel in the moment. And if we have the courage and the curiosity to be able to feel fully what is, the emotion can move through us without stagnating or or hanging out. And I think the problem is, as a society, we don't make it so easy to do this. And it's because of the way we label emotions. We say that some emotions are good. Like it's okay to feel joyful or grateful or happy or loving or peaceful or free. Like all of these emotions are seen as positive and healthy. And as such, we're free to express them. In fact, we're encouraged to express them. However, when it comes to emotions such as anger, or sadness, or disappointment, or resentment, like these emotions that are at the other end of the spectrum are often seen as bad. And we judge ourselves for having these emotions. We judge each other for having these emotions. Like we even tell our kids to knock out of it instead of allowing them the freedom to move through what's present. And the challenge is if we don't allow ourselves to feel what's real in the moment if we can't feel our sadness or we can't feel our anger or we can't allow ourselves to feel disappointment like we're actually missing out on what's present in the moment we're under and we're denying and undermining what is actually there now and i think this is where potentially things are changing and this is where we have this chance to get to know ourselves at deeper levels because in a world where all emotions are welcome we can better know ourselves we can be honest with ourselves we can give ourselves permission to acknowledge how we really feel instead of putting on a brave face or making ourselves wrong and just to be clear here there there are emotions that you can hold for yourself for example you can be angry and that's okay it's obviously not okay to take your anger out on someone else it's you can feel frustrated and that's okay but you don't want to be taking your frustration out on someone else and if we are able to hold that emotion and just feel it in our own bodies without having to project it somewhere else sometimes the emotions just dissipate as they move through us and yes it does take vulnerability to be honest with how you feel especially when it starts to go into unfamiliar territory if you've never cried and you feel sad and the tears come it takes a lot of courage to let those tears run rather than pushing them down and shutting them away. If, you, if you've failed or you've done something wrong or you've hurt someone, like it, it can feel really bad to feel how you feel as a result of that. But there's something to be learned from allowing that feeling to be and seeing what's on the other side. Because the truth is no one is always brave or strong or focused. You know, it, that just isn't the reality. No one is always happy. Like sometimes life does hit us and we can feel unsettled, despondent and sad. Like we make mistakes, we get things wrong, we hurt other people, we get disappointed when our dreams don't work out, we get heartbroken, we feel loss. All these things are part of being human. They're part of the ups and downs of life. 
life is a roller coaster because we live in a world of duality. And so I think it's time to really see these, our ability, an ability to hold challenging emotions and process them as really courageous. Like to be able to acknowledge that you're not on top of your game and you need, you need some time out or you can't be what everyone wants you to be in that moment. It's, it's okay. Yes, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. It can be scary because yes, you can lose yourself in the feelings and the depth of the moment. You can feel broken. But as we've seen with the butterfly, like a breakdown can be a shedding of the things that no longer, no longer serve you. It can be the moment where you transform into the next version of, of who you came here to be. It can be the moment where you let go of the things, the, the parts of that that just aren't needed in where you're going next. There's, there's wisdom in despair. There's wisdom in the depths. There's wisdom in the darkness. There's this depth of self-awareness and self-acceptance to be claimed from truly feeling the fullness of your reality in the moment, the highs and also the lows. And this is where your journal can come in. This is where your journal can definitely help you to do this. So I'm going to talk you through just a really simple three-step process that you can take into your journal when you feel a feeling that makes you uncomfortable, that you don't know how to hold, that you're not sure how to process, you're not sure what it means. So let's move into that piece now. So step one is to be present, fully present in the moment. Allow yourself to feel what you feel. Don't judge the emotion or make it wrong. Don't try to run from it or hide from it. Don't push it down with self-avoidance or appeasement strategies. Don't try to project it onto someone else. Just find the strength, find the capacity to be with it, to feel it, to express it in a safe place with, with yourself, whether that's crying, shouting, like moving your body. As long as you're not venting onto anyone else, this being with it experience can be extremely healing because you're acknowledging the emotion of the moment. You're expressing and feeling the emotion of the moment instead of trying to make it something that it isn't or trying to make it something that it's not. And then, and then breathe. Right. Breathing will bring you back to the present. It will ground you back into your body. It will give you that pause, that moment of reflection. <sighs> now, step two is to explore the emotion. This is where your journal comes in. You wanna open your journal and write a stream of consciousness piece. Now, the key here is, <laughs> You don't have to be coherent, you don't have to be poetic, you don't have to be perfectly writing, typos, grammar, the grammar piece are not gonna come anywhere near you. You just express through words exactly what you feel in your heart and your body. Just get it out, just say the words, just uh, get it onto the page. There's just something beautifully, beautifully cathartic about making that inner world visible and tangible for your words, articulating somehow the way that you feel. Like it's releasing, especially when you can be real about how you feel. Actually, this decision to write can, it just unlocks the balls of wool in your head and unravels things and it can all pour out. And yes, some of what you write might not make any sense. It it, it might not be logically true, but you know, when, when you're emotional, when the emotions are high, it's harder to think straight. It's just a case of getting it out of you, getting out, writing out, writing it out, giving yourself permission to be raw and vulnerable, knowing that no one else needs to read your thoughts. Like, 
You can say why you're angry, you can rant, you can vent, anything, and then breathe. Now, the final piece is extracting the wisdom because when you're doing this stream of consciousness piece, there's gonna be a time when you'll break through into a new space. Like The emotion may have moved, it may have even transformed. And from here, you can start to extract the wisdom from your emotions. You can ask yourself questions to help you guide this process of self-discovery and self-awareness and self-exploration to understand what's underneath it, what's behind it. So ask yourself, like, what triggered the emotion? What was the story behind that emotion? Is it a residue emotion? Is it an emotion you've been hiding from? Is it an emotion you've been blocking? Then another really powerful question is to ask yourself, was it the truth? Like sometimes we tell ourselves stories that are just our perspective that could easily have been written in a different way because of what we think about ourselves or what we think about a particular situation. So asking yourself if this is the truth can be a really good way to almost get the crowbar out and see what's underneath, like forge your way to a new perspective, which can be releasing and uplifting. You can ask yourself, what is the message of this emotion? What is this, what is this emotion wanting to tell me? What is it wanting to teach me? And another really good question is, like, what would your best self do next? Trusting that your best self has this different perspective, this high level wisdom, this insight that can guide you to take the next step. That is the best step for you. That will enable you to move forward with confidence, with clarity, with peace. Like, journaling is this great place to take powerful self-discovery questions, to ask yourself, to extract this inner wisdom, this high level guidance. It's why there's so much power in this practice. And in the process, it's gonna elevate your emotional intelligence. So just as I come to finish this podcast, I should say that I will make sure that these questions are listed in the show notes. You can refer back to them. But I just wanna leave you with a couple things. And again, I wanna just position where journaling fits as a tool. So as a self-discovery, self-coaching tool, it's perfect to dive into when you have an emotion that doesn't make you feel good or an emotion that you don't understand, you wanna work through something, you wanna understand something, it's a great self-coaching practice. But remember, there are times when you don't have to be going through this alone. There are times, tough times when, tough times or challenging times or gr gr times of growth and evolution when you wanna be working with the right expert or the right mentor, the right coach, the right therapist, because they can really help you navigate and move through those moments. So don't be afraid to reach out, find someone that you can work with. It could be the best decision that you make in at the time. So that's one thing. Again, just remember, journaling isn't an alternative. It's not a replacement for professional help. I just wanna make that really clear. And I would also love to share a quote from Mavis Mazur that I found. And it's this, emotions can get in the way or get you on the way. This is so cool. Emotions can get in the way or get you on the way. Now, your journal is that safe, non-judgmental space where you get to choose what your emotions will mean for you. Will your emotions get in your way or will they get you on your way? That choice is yours. So until next time, get to writing. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review the show because this really helps us reach more like-minded people and show you how you can integrate journaling in the most powerful ways. You can also reach out to us. We're at Best Self Co or I'm at Georgina L. Mashady. And I just want to thank you so much for tuning in, listening today, spending some time with me. And it's my hope that this episode has given you some insight or some ideas for how you can process emotions and elevate your emotional intelligence through the power of the blank page, your heart, your honesty, your vulnerability. And I'll see you super soon. Take care.